I'm your host, Rob Carbone. This is BD Here we go. Episode 185 of BD4 of the podcast. I am your host, Rob Carbone. What is going on, guys? Hope everybody's doing well. It is a, uh, I was going to say Friday night, but it's not. It's a Wednesday night, but it feels like a Friday night because, you know, it's Thanksgiving uh, break, I guess. And um, yeah, so it's it's coming up tomorrow and, um, you know. I'm excited for it. Always excited. A fat ass like me to eat and just pick out on Thanksgiving. Um, so that's going to be good. Uh, actually, tonight, though, Wednesday, uh, the 25th, is the start of College Hoops. I was watching some of the Butler game earlier, and I also tuned into the Western Michigan versus Michigan State game earlier. Uh, but I'm really excited for the Villanova game. Uh, Villanova... Ugh. Villanova is playing uh, I think Boston College tonight at about 9.30 Eastern time. So as soon as I'm done recording, I'm going to tune into that. Um, it starts at about a half hour as I'm speaking. That's going to be fun. Uh, but tomorrow's got a big game. We've got fucking, uh, who is it? Big matchups. We're on Gonzaga and um, Kansas. Two, uh, the number one versus the number two, I believe, uh, from last year. So that's going to be fun. Um, so a lot, of, a lot of fun stuff going on. So, <laughs> but not with the fucking Knicks, you know, it's pretty much the same old shit. Um, but we are pretty much going to kind of, well, reiterate some things that we discussed in 184 last night, but also want to touch on a few different scenarios. Um, one more trade solution that I have in mind, and then, um, we're going to get into a specific guard on the Knicks roster that we haven't really discussed yet. Um, who, uh, who we're going to dive into in a bit, so. So that's that. <laughs> so, um, yeah, thank you for tuning in. Again, this is uh, episode 185 of the podcast of BD4. And um, for those of you who do not know, I am I am your host, Rob Carbone. And um, this is BD4, where there is no better way, no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. Um, so if you want to follow the podcast and subscribe to it, listen to it, download it, like it, share it, and all that fun stuff, just go to my website for all that. Um, located on nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. That'll take you to a page that displays all my information specifically. Um, social media, the blog, and the podcast, the many platforms. So that's that. Um, so we'll get to our first break and hopefully tonight's show doesn't go too long. Again, just a couple of things that we're going to touch on and, um, that'll be that. So we'll get to our first break. And when we get back, um, we're going to discuss a little bit Mike Conley. We'll talk about a Mike Conley trade idea. And then we're going to discuss Miles Powell, the uh, undrafted guard who the Knicks went on and signed after the draft. So we'll be right back.
Hey guys, just a quick reminder that if you haven't followed me on social media yet or subscribe to the blog or this podcast, just go to my website to do all that stuff at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. All right, so yeah, so last night we kind of discussed um, a bit of uh, uh, fucking uh, New Orleans, you know, how they are possibly uh, going to be in trade talks. Um, there's a chance, you know, if they're trying to clear payroll and shed some salary and all that, then you know, they have some contracts to unload and you know, if they're trying to save money for you know guys they want to extend down the line, um, then maybe they're look, they're looking to trade a couple of guys in. So we discussed a Bledsoe deal potentially happening, um, and then uh, we touched on a, a more unrealistic, but still we're talking about Lonzo Ball dealing for someone like him. Um, but tonight we're going to move over uh, um, from New Orleans, going all the way to Memphis, Tennessee. Uh, I'm sorry, no, 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 uh, Utah to Utah. Sorry, Conley is not with uh, Tennessee, uh, Memphis anymore. With the Utah Jazz. Um, and, and this is, you know, something that's kind of floated around. You know, been in the uh, in the rumored mill for a bit now. Um, you know, it was like 2016 the Knicks were originally going to get Conley before that contract. That never happened. And uh, so, so we're hearing these, you know, we're hearing a potential deal, you know, maybe is happening again here. Um, but we'll see. Um, I wouldn't mind it. Again, I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Knicks are unfortunately set on who they have at point guard in Alfred Payton. And then they have DSJ and Frank behind him, unfortunately. Um, But if something happens where Leon Rose is looking for a point guard and, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe Mike Conley is a name we think about, you know, maybe you try to ship off Julius Randle's contract and give them give the Jazz him or, or DSJ change in scenery, swap a guard for a guard, something like that. Uh, but I do know that Conley, you know, signing a $35 million deal, um, or I don't know if it was 35, but he's earning 35 on the final year of the deal this season. Um, but, you know, he, he had a disappointing season, very disappointing, going from a 21.6 assist line to a 14.4 assist line um, in 2020 from 2019. So... You know, did have a down year. Um, the, the efficiency wasn't as great, too. He struggled mostly inside the arc. Still shot the ball decently from three. Um, but overall, it was a down season and, and very disappointing. Extremely disappointing uh, for the Jazz. Uh, but he is a 33-years-old veteran. You know, 33-year-old vet with, 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 you know, a couple of injuries over the last couple of years. And, he, you know, he's fucking got that risk. So that's always something to think about. But, again... Given those two factors, maybe the Jazz look to move on. Maybe they move on and try to dish him to a team who needs a point guard like the Knicks. And, and you know, with one year left on that deal worth 35 mil, the Knicks, it wouldn't destroy them financially, right? And they have the uh, they have the pieces, the prospects, the draft capital, and they have the finances. Um, with I think they have like 18 million left in cap at the moment. But again, they can move, move some players and make this work. Um... But he would be a good player for this team, man. I'm telling you, he would be fucking good. I would not mind him on the squad. He's still a good, solid point guard, despite the decline. Um, he could still shoot the three-point shot. He can get to the rim, finish, or get to the rim and drive and kick it. 
Um, you know, he's a vet with experience and he's good with the young players, right? He, he's a very solid playmaker. Um, not a full court, not a full court point guard, right? Doesn't have that youth to where he's able to run the floor consistently, but he is capable of running the half court extremely well. You know, unlike Alfred Payton, who plays the half court all the time, but is not very good at it. Um, oh, parts of it. Conley's very good all around in the half court game. Good pick and roll operator. Uh, he'll hit players on the wing. That'd be good for Barrett. You know, playing pick and roll with Mitch and Obi. Um, so I think he'd make a really good lead guard for the Knicks to start him, and that'd be great. But um, and he's also a good defensive player too. So there's that. But um, so overall, you know, it is another stopgap. You know, it's not the answer long term, and, and but where we are right now is not the answer long term either. Peyton's not going to be here long term. Obviously, he's not a long term player. Um, but you know, it's an upgrade nonetheless, right? It can get the Knicks more competitive than they were yesterday, and I think he has a chance. You know, if Obi pans out, if RJ continues to improve and Mitch as well, and we get someone like Conley on this roster. You know, he can make the Knicks somewhat competitive in 2020. Um, again, do I think it's going to happen? No. I've said this time and time again. I think the Knicks are done making moves at point guard, but we're just going to discuss it for the hell of it. Um, but that's the whole deal with Mike Conley. If it happens, it happens. Would not mind it. Um, so we'll see. So we're going to head to break one last time. And when we get back, we're going to touch on Miles Powell. Be right back. Hey guys, just a quick reminder that if you haven't followed me on social media yet or subscribed to the blog or this podcast, just go to my website to do all that stuff at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. All right. So, um, yeah, so drafting Obi Toppin at number eight, the Knicks did not get their point guard of the future, obviously. They chose talent over fit, right? Whatever. Again, you, you, in, the, in, in a situation like the Knicks, you need any kind of talent. You need offensive talent, right? And, and that was the guy they got. Um, with the number 25, they took Emmanuel quickly, a point guard, but likely, you know, a reserve point guard who gives the Knicks some shooting, uh, some shooting off the bench, you know, a little bit of a boost off the bench. Not going to be your engine of the future. Um, so... Again, so so best case scenario, they trade for a point guard midseason or before midseason rather, and um, you know go that way. But they do have a guard who they took after the draft and signed. Um, now Miles Powell is probably not going to be your everyday starter at the point guard position. Okay, but I think if Miles Powell from Seton Hall, who played there for four years. If he can pan out to what people believe he really is, you have your replacement for Alonzo Trier. I really do think that. I think he could be a potential steal. Undrafted, the Knicks swapped him right up. You know, him and, and another big name out there who was undrafted, Marcus Howard. You know, dude dropped fucking 30 a night and he was undrafted. But um, Miles Powell, really good. 20 points per game the last couple of seasons. Always been a big time bucket getter. That's who he is. Um, 
Again, guard from, from Seton Hall, played there four years and won the Big East Player of the Year in 2020, won the Big East Most Improved Player in 2018. Um, he also is a two-time All-Big East player. Um, he's the third leading scorer in Pirates history. A lot of accomplishments. Um, and he's the first Seton Hall player since 1953 to be consensus first-team All-American. So a lot of stuff. And uh, a little fun fact here I've got for you that I read up on. Uh, before Powell joined the program, Seton Hall, the Pirates had just two 20-win seasons the entire century. They were bad for a while. I remember growing up, they were just terrible. And I've been to a couple of games with my buddies, and they were always fucking bad. But since he joined, they went from two 21 seasons the entire century to four years in a row. All four years he played at that program, they had 20-plus wins. So, you know, I, and I love stats like that. Stats like that, to me, are meaningful. I feel like they show value... Um, they show a player's value to winning, right? The fact that he went there and all of a sudden they start winning. I don't think that's that's a coincidence. I think that's him being a very talented player. So, uh, you know, he's a gamer. Kind of got that fearlessness like Alonzo Trier did. You know, so I think he could be that replacement. Um, he, he's very fearless out there. He, he plays with a chip on his shoulder. He's got that dog mentality. Um, he's loves playing, you know, in the spotlight and... He's had some big moments playing on playing on a, on a big stage like MSG. He's played in MSG before in those tournaments, and you know he's beaten Big East competition, and that's not easy. You know Butler, he beat them twice as a senior this past year. Um, he beat Nova Villanova. He beat them on the road. Um, who was it? Marquette defeated them twice. Um, so so he's not afraid of the moment, and and I think that's good. That's perfect. You know, for for a replacement. Um, you know, I really think he, he compares to Trier very well in terms of the mentality, having that hungry bucket getter mentality, right? Who can give you instant offense off the bench, you know, kind of that microwave kind of guy, you know, whatever you want to call him. Uh, but I think that's who he is. Could be your Alonzo Trier, you know, since the Knicks unfortunately let him go. Um, you know, he can create off the bounce, Powell can, um, but he can also get open very well without the ball in his hands. So, um, you know, a player who can shoot the ball has a lot of a lot of range. He's got some pretty deep range. Um, the three point percentages are, you know, are up and down, uh, but that's mostly due to shot selection. Um, the good thing is that there are indicators where he shot well before, and, and the, the free throw numbers are always good. I think in all four years he hovers around eighty percent, give or take a percentage or two. Um, so the indicators are there to, to, to where he can be a, an at least average three-point shooter in the NBA, I think. Um, and he's got decent athleticism, can get to the rim, got a very quick first step to get into open driving lanes and uh, finishes with a lot of craft. <laughs> I think it was 58% in 2020. Um, and a high, ball, a high basketball IQ player. You know, that's the big thing right there. A lot of players come in with the glitz and the glamour. They've got the flash. They've got the talent, but they're not the smartest players. You know, look at Julius Randle, and they don't always translate to winning. But a high IQ player like like Miles Powell, you know, that could work. You know, he, he's, again, spending four years at Seton Hall. He's got experience. He's learned a lot there. So he's polished at age 23. You know, he's old for his class. So that could be a good thing as well as a bad thing, but... You know that that's never bad to to be knowledgeable about the game. Um, so I would love, you know, for Miles Powell to get some time. I know the Knicks just signed Jared Harper to a two way deal, so he might be 
it's gonna it's gonna be hard. The the you know while the power forward position was kind of logjam for the Knicks last year, right now it's that guard position that we're kind of piling up on and stocking up on a bunch of guards. So we'll see if Powell gets a lot of minutes. I'm, I'm hoping he does. I think he's NBA ready again at the age of 23. I, I think he should be getting regular minutes. Um, but there are some downsides to him. Um, again, we mentioned the shot selection isn't great. It can be very poor at time. You know, it'll hinder his efficiency. That's why if you look at the, the numbers year to year, uh, the shooting percentages are not always great. Um, and that may limit his starting potential, right? That's why he's not likely to be a starter. Probably going to come off the bench and be that scoring punch. Um, he's also got a very small frame, right? 195 pounds at 6'2". So he's very slight there. That'll limit him defensively and, again, limit his starting potential with the size of a 1, but the style of a 2. <clears throat> um, and I think... While his ball handling has shown potential, he does need to be a bit more efficient as a ball handler. Um, that tunnel vision can get him, uh, get to him at times, and will get the best of him. Uh, and the fucking turnovers, you know, they could start piling up. I think his turnover to assist rate in college was, you know, you look at the turnover numbers and and then the, the uh, fucking assist averages, they're they're nearly identical year to year. So he's got to improve there. Try to keep the ball, you know, on that side of the court. Um, but that said, again, I think it's a good pickup for the Knicks. I think if nobody took him, why not take a guy who has all these accomplishments at Seton Hall, playing against some good competition in the Big East. So that is it for tonight, really. I mean, again, not much to talk about. There wasn't much, just Mike Conley and Miles Powell. So you tell me what you think about Powell. You tell me if you think a Conley deal would be realistic by the deadline. Um let me know in the comments, and, and that's it, guys. So we're going to head to break one last time. I know I said that before, but we do have one more break, and then we'll get to the question of the day, and we'll wrap this thing up. Be right back. Reminder that if you haven't followed me on social media yet or subscribed to the blog or this podcast, just go to my website to do all that stuff at nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. All right. So last time out um, in episode 184. I asked you guys, which Nick leads the franchise with the most All-NBA honors? Um, the answer to that question, Walt Frazier with six All-NBA honors. So that was the answer to 184. Um, but our NYYNYK question of the day for this episode for 185, how many playoff appearances did the Knicks have in the 1980s? All right, so one last time, tonight's NYYNYK question of the day. Um, how many playoff appearances did the Knicks have in the 1980s? So in other words, how many years did they make the playoffs that decade? All right, so guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it. Appreciate each and every one of you for tuning in. And um, hopefully this wasn't a, uh, you know, a poor episode. I know I kind of rushed through it, but I fucking always rush through my shit. I got to work on slowing it down sometimes. It's really difficult for me to do this. <laughs> I'm still getting the hang of it. Fucking one year later almost. 
um, since I started recording my podcast visually, um, and I still fucking rush through it. I don't know. I, I rush through it when I do the video, but when I used to just use audio, it was so much easier because you were off camera and you could pause it and take your time with it. Even though I never did, I always fucking rush regardless, but I don't know, man. I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope it's good enough content for you. And, uh, I hope you can get, you know, some, some, some distraction with all that's going on right now. So that said, hope everybody has a blessed Thanksgiving. God bless you all. Thank you for tuning in. Um, this is Rob Carbone, your host. I am your host, Rob Carbone of BD4, where there's no better way to get your Yankees and Knicks analysis. BD4, we are sponsored by Anchor, so be sure to tune in to us next time in episode 186, whenever that is. But as for 185, Nick's point guard situation part two, that's going to wrap this up. So hope you guys enjoyed it. Thank you so much. And once again, in order to subscribe to the podcast, you can subscribe to us on my website. Go to nysportstalkrc.wordpress.com forward slash connect. That will take you to a page that displays all my information. Guys, thank you so much, and I'll see you next time. Happy Thanksgiving. Thank you for tuning in. Ciao. This podcast is sponsored by Anchor.